Bankless Nation, where is the crypto market going? Are we going up? Are we going down? I don't know. Maybe a bit of both. David, today is an episode where we look at prices. We look at the charts. Bankless is a thesis-driven media company, but not today. We're just looking at price today. Who do we have on? What are we discussing? Uh, we're bringing on Ledger from Up Only Fame uh, to help us guide, uh, walk us through the charts. So we're going to look at the big boys, uh, the Bitcoin, the Ether, the BTC Ether ratio over the long time frame and also the near time frame. Because Ryan, um, two weekly rollups ago, uh, you were talking about how you were feeling ready to capitulate on the possibility of triple digit Ether ever coming back. And then we had a moment where I was like, wait a second, like this is <laughs> Me too. We, could, like, we could just go right back down, down to a thousand dollar ether, TBD on three digit ether. But I think the big question that is going around in the crypto Twitter space is, is this the biggest bull trap of the bear market? Uh, and mm. I think uh, we remember back in 2019, the run from Bitcoin from 3000 to 14,000 back down to 4,500. Uh, so I Very remember, painful. I remember that bull trap. Uh, and I want to make sure that we, to the best of our ability, we are able to at least ask the question, are we seeing something similar here today in 2023? Uh, because if you remember, that was May of 2019 is when that happened, right in the middle of the year. And I know it's here weird. we are April 26th. Interesting point in the market, that's for sure. And I'm going to make give you some more commentary on that. Um, but before we do, got to let our uh, Bankless Nation know a message from our friends and sponsors over at... Well, okay, so uh, getting back to price, though, and kind of the comments. Yeah, we are in a very interesting place in the market. I feel like um, something about this under 2000 mark for ETH, right? That's just a number that sticks in my head. And mm -hmm. conveniently, going to this episode, we're also just under 30K on the price of Bitcoin. And I know that because I just checked. Otherwise, I haven't been paying a lot of attention to price. But today is our opportunity to pay much more attention to it with Ledger. Guys, we'll be right back with Ledger. But before we do, we want to thank the sponsors that made this episode possible, including our number one recommended exchange. That's Bankless Nation. You already know him. But here we've got Ledger, a.k.a. Brian, a.k.a. Ledger, co-host of the Up Only podcast. Don't know if that's a thing anymore. We'll ask that later on in the show. Uh, well, also the co-host of LedgerCast, a trading podcast that he runs with Josh Olswitz. Also the co-host of the Daily Open podcast. Weekly Open. Podcast. Weekly, Weekly open. open. Excuse me. Weekly Open. Thank you. Uh, and overall, uh, another content producer uh, in the space of crypto. Uh, Ledger, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. My screen got smaller, so I don't know what happened there, but here we are. It's bear um, market shrinkage. That's what's yeah. happening. <laughs> <laughs> I think we I, I think we want to just hop right into this because uh, there's two forces in the conversation warfare games of crypto Twitter, which is uh, this is the biggest bull trap of all time versus uh, this is just the bounce back out of the FTX liquidations and the Theros Capital liquidations. And this is this is about what's fair value. Uh, and so I'm hoping you can help us navigate that question. Of course, I don't expect anyone to be able to read the future and answer that question. But when you hear the question at the very least, uh, are we in the biggest bull trap of all time? What 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 comes to mind? This is the early innings, if it's even a bull trap. This is unimpressive yet as a huh. bull trap. Um, I am not even remotely interested in selling anything at this moment. 
and bears will feel much more pain even if there's a longer sideways market ahead. Um, we are at the equivalent in my mind, if you look at Ethereum at 2000, of Bitcoin breaching back above 4K. Um, in 20... back, back in front, compared to the last last bear yeah and i can share a screen whenever you want me to but you can I, go for it yeah we're yeah, ready we got to chart this whole episode so yeah. this is just a bull trap for ants you're just not yeah. even impressed by this I'm not you're, you're saying, so you're saying that like bull traps are a thing and the bull traps are totally possible and we're not there yet can, can we talk can we to me at, talk to me like what a bull trap is what is a bull trap anyway guys for the non-traders a bull trap is where bulls think all the pain is over and gone and done and the real pain has not even started like we're going to go to 500 eth or 400 eth and everyone that thinks we were done at you know sub a thousand eight nine hundred whatever uh is wrong and they're all going to feel pain and we're going to go much deeper um Instead, I would say bears will continue to feel punishment um, as they try to fade the market recovery. And I mean this across ETH and BTC. This is not an ETH BTC conversation. Um, if I look at Bitcoin itself, um, I see a really excellent structure and recovery. This is not to say it can't go down 20, 30%. I don't care about sure. that. Yeah. I care if it's going to go down another like 60, 70% from current prices or make new lows to a significant degree or something like that, or massively underperform the S&P 500 or broader markets. In my mind, crypto is way ahead of the rest of the market in terms of feeling pain and recovering to where you may not have had max pain in some markets, but I believe that we've had max pain and then some in major crypto markets. There are bear markets going on in crypto right now, without a doubt, on a relative basis. You cannot objectively look at Bitcoin or Ethereum and say that it's true about those two assets. Now, there. this is what I said I was gonna spoil you with, um, DeFi, and I'm using Ave, I love Ave, uh, great product, great team, great people, great principles. Ave relative to Ethereum is in a massive bear market and mm -hmm. making new lows. DeFi, if you own the coins or even if you own like NFTs, those bear markets may have years ahead oh. on a relative basis to some of the strongest assets on planet Earth, right? Like, Ave relative to the dollar is just sideways. No problem, not new lows. But when you're comparing it to somebody calls it ultrasound money and Ethereum or the the linear distribution schedule of Bitcoin where you know exactly what's going to happen with monetary policy. Ethereum, we don't know. We just know people love burning it. You know? <laughs> but either way, <laughs> either way, you have this like disinflationary, like minimum inflation, lowering inflation over time, where the world is inflating more and more. And with Ethereum, you have disinflationary and sometimes highly deflationary assets that people are using block space. And there is demand to put hash rate out there and to spend energy for Bitcoin and to spend uh, development cycles and compute power on Ethereum. And those are 
unbelievably fundamentally strong assets with like really powerful economic principles that no other asset in the world can compare to. None. Man, I feel like I'm listening to a Bankless podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm, you're, you're just listening to me. This is just me, Brian Krogsgaard, representing himself and no one else. <laughs> Not no, financial advice. No co-host, financial <laughs> advice, or anything else. I love holding Ethereum. I love holding Bitcoin. I love holding hard assets right now. I love when I can actually attach yield to those assets if possible and safe and secure and not over leveraged. If you're over leveraged, if you're in derivative assets, if you're deep down into the weeds of like in a coin sense, the 1000th coin, not interested, not even remotely. They're not strong assets. If you are interested in the core framework of what makes up decentralized uh, applications and finance and money and stuff and ultra durable that when the United States is going after it, it doesn't care because there's hundreds of other countries that'll pick up that baton. There are hundreds of thousands and tens of thousands of other developers and other software creators and other principled believers that see the value of this as money and see the value of this as an application platform and see the value of this as durable goods relative to their piece of crap inflation, their piece of crap politicians, their piece of crap policies that you don't understand. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going to happen other than that you're going to lose your value over time. These two assets are some of the best in the world. Full stop. So you said we're just going to look at price but I'm screening fundamentally based on that. And then we can talk about whether, you know, some trader looking at the weekly chart or the daily chart or the hourly chart is going to lose or make money. David, I like okay. this electric I, guy. I, this, yeah, this is great. This is great. <laughs> so, uh, the, so you're, you're bifurcating this conversation into two and I think we'll, we'll approach each one. Um, yeah. the DeFi and I'm, and I'm, actually really interested in talking about the DeFi tokens, but I know that that comes second just because... And it's not just DeFi. Uh, it's like, I just look, I'm just clicking random ETH pairs. Like AVAX ETH looks like... Right, well, range. okay. So uh, the pattern I'm going to point out here, and uh, so like AVAX, I bet if you do ENS versus ETH, it's down. I bet you if you do any DeFi token and any alt layer one that went through its first bear market, it's the common, the combinator are first cycle tokens are just down bad versus Bitcoin and Ether. That's right. And so like, but even like second cycle tokens, like SNX looks like it could break down relative to ETH. And Synthetics is doing some pretty amazing stuff right now. Yeah. You know, I don't know the economic principle. I don't, I don't even, I'm not paying attention. And that's the problem. It's an attention, Kobe talks about this a lot. It's a, and it's an attention economy. Right. Right. How, and why, why bother down the deep line if you are not the front page of attention? Can we just take a peek at a, like a layer two token though? Like a, yeah, which one a, you want? A Matic or like a how about Arbitrum? OP. Okay, it's so, just so new though. Okay, okay. Right. So like there, there's Matic like ETH. that was another like category of conversation that I had is like there's the Bad. ETH and Bitcoin are the blue chips. There's the DeFi tokens. There's also the second. There's also the layer two tokens. Matic is interesting because it's a, it's a first cycle token at his first big bull market this last cycle, but then also. It's a layer two token to be price referenced with optimism and arbitrum as well. So that's like a third topic of conversation. I do kind of want to. I, this is optimism. I don't want to own this. Like you know, when you I just don't look at that. 
Not no. relative to ETH, you're saying. Not rel- this is relative to ETH. Mm. I think optimism is great. This is, and this is the dichotomy of a deflationary world, right? When you live in a deflationary world, when the underlying asset is the strongest asset, it disincentivizes creative production and upside. There's a ton of, like, optimism investors, early investors are so happy, <laughs> right? Optimism retail buyers are not, and they probably won't be for a year or two. You know what I mean? Like this could all change. This is a this is a daily chart. This isn't that big of a deal. This could change in in a week. Right now, right this moment, not interested. I want to see much lower prices. Are you making a case for Ledger? Like, you know, do you remember that slogan, the the dollar wrecking ball, where like the yeah. dollar just sucked yeah, up? Yeah, it's liquidity. the ETH wrecking ball. Is this the ETH wrecking ball? Is it's that what ETH, you're saying? It's ETH and BTC wrecking ball where you see essentially the equivalent of uh, BTC dominance or ETH dominance or majors dominance. Now that's a chart I like. That's a daily chart of Bitcoin dominance relative to everything else. But in the scheme of things on a weekly basis, like, you know, it's still down here. There is nothing preventing this from moving another 50%. You think Bitcoin dominance could get to 70% even in an ETH wrecking ball world? Well, ETH, ETH and BTC are going to imagine the double, the double wrecking ball component there. Like I don't, we'll look at ETH BTC. We'll battle about ETH and BTC because that's actually an amazing battle. It's like, where yeah. do you overweight right. ETH BTC? Uh-huh. ETH, like that chart, I think Bitcoin has a chance to take like drop a 25% bomb on ETH. That's the worst case scenario in my mind. For I also, yeah, for ETH. I also think ETH could like double if it just like says, all right, little Bitcoin boy here, sit aside and <laughs> I'm going to take over because people use me. <laughs> like that's, that's a really interesting debate. That's the only debate that I actually find interesting because when I look at the, this is just because it's the chart I have available. If I had a BTC and ETH versus everything chart, I'm in. Yeah. Mm. So why would I own everything if I'm really interested in BTC and ETH? And to me, the high beta, so like 5%, 10% of your portfolio is go make bets on things you believe in. Y'all were talking about account abstraction, like ideas that people are building protocols on things where you invest at 10 million or 50 million that might be worth 500 million. A 10 X is amazing on like a early stage thing. If your tech is right, Something that is not the tech is not right, or the the product market fit is not right. I'm not interested. Hmm. I'm not interested in something that is. If I'm if I'm the one that got in for a twenty five or fifty million dollar valuation, and now it's a two or three or four billion, that's great. I'm perfectly happy to hold it and like move that to BTC and ETH over time. If I'm looking to get in a two or three or four billion dollar valuation, I need a bull market to take that to a forty billion dollar valuation. So when I look at the big layer twos, I look at you know some of that kind of stuff. I still think they're awesome. I just don't think they're awesome for the next like six months, like when BTC and ETH might stomp on absolutely everything. Six months. That's an interesting time uh, horizon here. So you, your basic. I want to connect this to kind of the, you know, 
I don't have the privilege of, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't have the privilege of people's comments. So I'm just, I'm talking to my two friends. I'm not talking to the YouTube commenters. (laughs) That's a better way to do it, honestly. Okay. So, um, Ethan Bitcoin, like they are Mario and Luigi, you know, and they just picked up the star. I just watched the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's awesome, by the way. Was it good? Yeah. And they just, they're just smashing through everything. They're like, this is a, this is a, this is a two year sideways battle. Mm hmm. Two years. Now, ETH won the previous, like, whatever this is, climb out of the 2019 bear market. ETH climbed, 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 and broke up. And it became a big kid, right? Right. ETH ETH went from, I don't know, XRP or ETH. And now it's like, that's hilarious. You know, like, there is only ETH. There There is Bitcoin and there is Ethereum. And Ethereum leveled up. And now it's gone sideways for two years. Now, is Bitcoin going to pillage and be the bigger wrecking ball? ETH will still do well, even if it's at 0.05. Even if I believe it has a destiny for 0.14. But if it goes to 0.05 and it has a destiny for 0.14, I have a 3x on a relative basis to win if I buy more ETH when that happens. So your bet, your gamble that you should be making in my mind, what I'm going to make is do I want to own Ethereum or do I want to own Bitcoin? (laughs) I want to own Ethereum without a doubt for the trip to 0.14. Ethereum will hit 0.14 in my mind. I also... That's that's real close to the flipping, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say, what is the flipping? Is it... But that's what's so... This is where the fun is... Like this is where imagine imagine the the Udi versus David like <laughs> not as not as good as David versus Goliath but it's close you know like <laughs> it's really but, gracious to Udi calling him a Goliath <laughs> yeah Michael Saylor can be Goliath yeah mm-hmm. David yeah, David versus Saylor yeah. right I like that one better yeah so. That's a great battle. I mm-hmm. want to see that battle. Now, David, you might get down bad. That's the 200-week moving average of ETH mm-hmm. relative to BTC. So the four-year moving average, and it's like I might as well. I'm looking at right there at, at yeah. 0.049. Yeah, that's the four-year moving average. Mm-hmm. ETH could go there, and sailors laughing at you and talking about Bitcoin as energy. And right. like he's sitting on top of a volcano and, um, you know, Bitcoin's $100,000 and Bitcoin and, and ETH is whatever 5% of that is, right? right? It's $5,000, yeah. $5,000. I was like, oh, cry me a river. My Ethereum is worth $5,000. But he's like, but Bitcoin is $100,000 and I cannot <laughs> be stopped. In that voice. Do you know, uh, by the way, David, would you take that bet with Sailor? Could we like meme a uh, David versus Sailor into existence? Like bet him on the ratio? That'd be a lot of fun. I th- I think both Sailor nor I care for that bet. <laughs> but but you know what happens? You know what? I don't care if it's 105. We're just using these as easy numbers, right? It could be 20,000, <laughs> 20,000 and 1,000, right? Like it's the same ratio. But let's just say it's 105 in 2025. Okay, this is a long, that's not a short bet. That's a two year process to say 100,000 and 5,000 and ETH bleeds out for, this is, here we go. 
2025, January, 2025. So this chart just like is a, the worst like little racetrack car. Like what are those things called that my kids do? The yeah, the, the little bl- zippy black track race cars. Yeah, it's like the worst track ever. It's like just this slow drip out where Bitcoin gets stronger and stronger and ETH is doing great and Bitcoiners are laughing at Ethereum people. And then Ethereum's is like, all right. And it goes 15K. <laughs> and it goes from here to here because, I don't know, the World Bank is now on Ethereum. Uh, who cares? Who cares what the narrative is? You just need a narrative. You need the alt, the alt season. Right. You need the ETH right. leading. You need the DeFi summer. You need that moment that takes three months and it just unwinds all of the sailor energy. And then you have your alt season and all of those freaking layer twos and DeFi coins and dog tokens and cartoon pictures and miladies. They go to infinity and then everything explodes again. Man, you make it sound so simple. But that's a cycle. We just did that. We just did that like a year ago. <laughs> it's how it always happens. It's, it's how, how it always works. We went from 400 to 4,000 and David case. was like, just imagine if my Ethereum went to $4,000 and I bought it at 90. <laughs> Brian's like, I will talk to you from my evil lair. <laughs> that's, seriously, that's, that's what I- we did. So now yeah. we're like, oh, when are we going to make it again? And it's like, it's only been a year, man. It's been two years since the market like really topped and a year since it bottomed or something like that. But something been... has to happen that's unexpected, right, Ledger? I mean, like, are, that is unexpected. Why is that unexpected? Because, that's because if Bitcoin is at, a, let's just say Bitcoin goes to $100,000 in 2025, but the S&P 500 has not made a new high. Like, we and it's like illegal in america to run a DeFi company <laughs> you know like, and, it, and you have five thousand dollar eth and that hundred thousand dollar bitcoin it's illegal to operate a DeFi company in america like bitcoin as currency is in two countries or something like el salvador and whoever they pick next freaking cuba or something and it's like that that's the scenario we live in in a couple of years and the halving happened and the hash rate tripled and like we're all pumped up and but our miladies are worth 0.1 percent of what they were in 2022 i don't have a milady so this last bear market when you know young little david was excited about his 90 dollar ether and all i was like fighting with the bitcoiners and i just felt that they were wrong and i had people like ryan agree with me and all that all that stuff and then the then the cycle happened more or less like kind of how we thought that it would play out yeah fast forward to now i do not feel that same level of confidence about reading the market because like like you said like we got this gary gensler guy who's like coming to like jail all of our developers and we have interest rates now. And like, there's all these new things that make me much less convicted versus uh, a whole entire cycle ago. But it's because you made a lot of money when the asset was really cheap relative to a typical person. It doesn't matter how much money you made, right? Like you own one Ethereum, you own one Ethereum from a hundred bucks and it's like 20 cups coffee, right? Like then you held that until it went to $4,000 and you're like, I bought $4,000 with 20 cups of coffee. Like <laughs> I, I forsook my Starbucks trip every day for every work day for a month. And now I have 
a used Toyota Corolla. <laughs> you know, like, that's the bet you already won. That's the Bitcoiner bet from $7 to $700 or from like this 2012, right? right? It's the Bitcoiner bet from the, the harder one was Bitcoin was breaking 2013, 12 and $1,300 highs and went to $20,000. That's more like where we're talking about now for Ethereum and for Bitcoin. The road to Bitcoin being worth half a million dollars is really hard for me to imagine when it was $7 when I first heard about it in 2012. So $7 to half a million dollars. So that's two cups of coffee to a house. (laughs) That's the trade that like, you know, Lop made. Right. That's the trade that Kobe made, right? The people that were buying Bitcoin for seven bucks, 12 bucks. What's the freaking difference between a hundred percent move when it goes to half a million dollars? People just hate you. They hate you. They hate you. They hate your industry. There's jealousy and envy. And you're just like, I don't know, bro. I hodled. (laughs) (laughs) So if you are Mr. Bankless, Ethereum, believe in the network, believe in the true value of what this can be, the compute layer of the entire world, public and private infrastructure that runs on public infrastructure, secured by itself, that cannot be disturbed or overtaken, does not have a single point of influence that can stop it. Ethereum has challenges, right? Like who who gets governance done, right? Can the CIA like change the direction of Ethereum governance. Those are the types of changes you're talking about. Can one miner take over the Bitcoin network? Can North Korea have an impact? These are big kid conversations. These are state players don't like that debate because it's too close to being real. Like what's more powerful, Bitcoin and Ethereum or a tiny nation state? I will take, I will put my chips on the side of Bitcoin and Ethereum before I would put my chips on like the 50th largest country in the world. Mm-hmm. Right. But what about when that decentralized financial platform is the fifth largest country in the world? It's like Australia or Canada. And they're like, uh, we just keep printing trillions of dollars and we control it because we have gigantic guns. We're going to point our guns at Bitcoin. And the rest of the world is like, no, our guns already lost and we have nothing. And we are now part of this empire that's growing. That This is the like bitcoinization argument right right? i'm just putting it in different terms by the way guys if you're curious the 50th largest country in the world is uh by economy is new zealand so that's ledger just shitting all over new zealand (laughs) (laughs) i was about to say it's like man i don't even know like i can't name don't even know how to like map out where the fifth 50th largest country in the world but they know who satoshi is and they know who vitalik is but who cares who the prime minister of new zealand is yeah, now, New, Zealand New Zealand looks beautiful. Prime ministers or presidents or whatever. They probably have both. It's just a couple of guys that need more power with their amazing like oceanfront states and their like doomsday bunkers. That honestly, you might want to bet on New Zealand and against like I don't know something really close to New Zealand because <laughs> New Zealand's so, Brian, got the doomsday bunkers. 
What I, so we, I had a conversation with Ryan on, I think, the weekly roll-up this last week, and it was more or less like a conversation uh, about the odds of the next cycle playing out just like the previous cycles. And I, yeah, I remember double, going... A double a double top, basically. It goes to the same exact spot, it went, and it's kind of like a, a ho-hum. Is that what you mean? Wait, no, I, I mean like uh, in the 2018 oh, to 2020 bear market. No, no, no. It was like it was a bear market, and then it's like everyone was like, "Oh, the next cycle that comes, the next cycle that comes." And my like tried to put on the little contrarian hat, and I was like, "Everyone's talking about this next cycle as if it's this given thing." Doesn't consensus mean that like, and then then it's not going to happen? And then it happened. happened. That happened, right? And that made every single person, including for the for the podcast listeners, uh, Ledger's pointing at the COVID dump. Yeah, but that's including you, including me. Uh-huh. You know where you were. You questioned everything. BitMEX had $18 million from Bitcoin going to zero on a derivatives platform that a bunch right. of like apes were killing each other on. That was scary. Mar- March 2020, I remember It was well. super scary. And that was, it Ryan, did do you not remember where make... you were on that I, moment? I, I was remember, in my I, office as always, David. But I, no, yeah. We, I, no, we were recording a podcast. We were recording uh, episode number two. Yeah. Was that number two? When like <laughs> gas fee two, spiked yeah. and like uh-huh. die was destabilizing and ETH was Yeah, just, and we were both getting liquidated in MakerDAO. Yeah. Yeah. It was a <laughs> it was a Wednesday or Thursday night. I can't remember which, but I remember it was exactly a, I can't I remember exactly night. who no, was I was with. Morning. No, but the like I was the night before when it was like five K. Oh, it or, was the night before. It was the night before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Arthur so like, Hayes was calling for um, triple-digit ETH for so yeah. long, and he actually yeah. got it, and I couldn't I believe it. it. Sorry, double-digit yeah. ETH. Double what digit. am I talking about? Yeah, double-digit the, the double digit shit coin. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he also like might have had to turn the exchange off in order to prevent Bitcoin from going to zero. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Allegedly. Bitcoin derivatives. I'm just making stuff up. But like that's that's the fear, even though it was the start of like the greatest wealth creation cycle uh-huh. in crypto's history the day after now right. the, this is a weekly chart that Ooh. next week was so scary mm-hmm. that next week was like we didn't go to zero i hope we survive the next week was like wag me baby let's go <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay but the question I, I was asking is like Throughout that last bear market, I was just saying like, oh, everyone's talking about the next cycle that's inevitably coming. And then it did. And so fast forward to this. But bear here, market, up here with this of... where they were really talking about that and they lose faith, they lose faith, they lose faith, they gain it. Right. They question everything. Half the people literally went bankrupt. I mean, you remember the funds that went bankrupt during that period. They'd never oh, they yeah. could experience uh-huh. any of this. They never made it because they went broke. They never made it because they got. But, but you're saying like right now in this present bear market. Like you're you're we're pointing like, at like Ether and Bitcoin. They're gonna do it again. We're somewhere between no, I'm just trying to point at parallels. I'm not trying to say like third avenue is gonna be the same as second avenue. I'm saying like it's a street with buildings on it. Okay. And like typically this street over here is a kind of a growth phase once you build the other street. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that yeah, yeah, yeah. The, well, the one tap- time- Bitcoin city is going to grow or whatever, you know, like I believe in the growth of it, but if people don't come in and inhabit it, then, then no, of course it can change. 
one of the ways we were talking about it on the roll up was like, what year is it compared we're to dumping like, like crazy cycle? as I talk, by the way. Are we? Well, yeah, okay. the, comment, the not, comments are saying the, so as well. We're not helping the market right now, but okay. No. So Bankless has, Bankless has one trading chart show and we're dumping. Is this, um, is this most like another analogous year? Is this like 2019? Yeah, is we're not like 2020. What is, what year is it compared to the last cycle? Like I said, is, I don't. May 2019. Yeah, ish. Like, there's a lot of uncertainty. Will 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 Ethereum be illegal? Will Bitcoin be disavowed? Will somebody who's going to ban it? Like, is the U.S. the new China? <laughs> like, that's a good question. Yeah, that, that is a good question. Actually, that obviously puts pressure on uh, on asset prices. But China banned Bitcoin like all through 2017 as well. Right. And the U.S. bought it. And now the U what if the U.S. just keeps banning stuff, the CFTC or the SEC or the FTC or the FAA? I don't care. Like, you know, <laughs> do you know, you do you know on, that, keys. <laughs> on that for a moment, there's two things that have actually surprised me about like the kind of the year regulatory backlash, which you really had. Like, number one, that we haven't dumped harder. With Bitcoin yeah. and ETH price, like we that that's surprising in and of itself. Everything blew up. Like, yeah, but but also up only two, was on a last last week tonight with John Oliver the other day. I saw that by the way. I should yeah. have reached out and congratulated I, you guys. It was for the um, no. I was like, how bad did he talk about? <laughs> <laughs> not at did all. Did he make it, fun of up only thing? or just make fun of Doquan? I'm uh, not sure which. It was John Oliver's segment. He had his kind of like uh, you know 25 minute segment, and he it was, was crypto is um, a failed experiment. Yeah, smashing crypto. Yeah, but with justifiable reason because he Absolutely. brought in, you know Terra centralized crypto FTX. was a failed experiment. Alex Mashensky with his like banks right. are not your friend shirt. It was all of the hits basically all the right, 2023 right, 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 right. hits and they showed a clip from up only where uh doquan came on uh one of your live oh. in between and yeah, martin, yeah, what's his yeah, name? yeah right i mean martin screlly told him the joke wasn't so bad yeah right. and that made john l oliver <laughs> it was, uh, yeah crazy. it was just uh crazy it's hilarious but okay so but like okay back to the regulatory point surprised we haven't gone down more i'm also surprised um like I, the reason I don't think the U.S. will go all-out ban. I know we're talking about a fun, fundamentals here, and it's you know trading price podcast. But the reason I don't think yeah, they'll go to all-out ban. Part of trading. Congress. But this is yeah. a trade. You yeah, have but like to... okay, you did you see the sessions with Gensler getting grilled in front of Congress? Actually, like you no, could go... but I saw his talk where he said two thirds of the market are not securities. Crypto a... has more friends, yeah. I think, in Congress than I previously thought. Hundred percent. I mean, it it was actually pretty. It, it astounding that was actually a bullish take on the events gonna, of like i'm gonna call out a couple of them i hate how freaking uh um what do you call it uh polarized or like partisan mm -hmm. it's getting right yeah um because i don't think crypto is a partisan thing but there were like tom emmer and cynthia loomis and um but there were a bunch of people that we didn't know as well then either that i'm looking for their names right now patrick uh was it patrick McHenry? Warren McHenry, Davidson yeah. and Patrick McHenry, Tom Emmer, Warren Davidson, Patrick McHenry. And I, I said they stood up for American companies trying to operate within the crypto ecosystem in good faith, but lack good faith guidance from our own regulators. And then you look at Gary Gensler's comments as an instructor versus as the chair of the SEC, and he contradicts his own self badly. When he was an instructor, this was uh, Brian Armstrong tweeted this yesterday. 
it's a video of him saying two thirds of the market are not securities or something like that. Right. And then now his comments are nothing but Bitcoin right. is a commodity. And well, which, which my Gary, explanation for that was that uh, it, his pivot is just clear because he started being paid by the banking sector <laughs> in some backhanded deal. I have no idea. I'm not going to take the word. Obviously, that's a complete conspiracy, but like <laughs> something about Gary Gensler just did a complete pivot and, you know, show me the show me the incentive and I'll show you the outcome. I don't know where the incentive came from, but I know where the, what the outcome is, which the out outcome is like Gary Gensler is here to kill crypto to the best of his ability. So there's an incentive there somewhere. And I it think it's, to it could just be part of Operation Chokepoint, like the, yeah. you know, members of government, executive branch, Elizabeth Warren, whoever just said, right. hey, I'd just like to say whichever whale, whichever whale is watching this show and counter trading me right now by selling everything <laughs> they own when I talk about it being the best <laughs> asset in the world, if you could please freaking stop. People are upset at me and I'm blaming this market dump on Bankless Podcast and my own. <laughs> oh, wow, we are still going down. This time. Okay, so we started the podcast. Bitcoin was $29,700 and now we are it's down to $28,000. I started talking <laughs> at 1940 and we're at 1830. <laughs> wow, wow. This what is, is going down. Okay, okay. I bet this uh, is this is Kobe dumping everything he owns right now. <laughs> That's my conspiracy just, theory of the just, day. Just because. All right. No, uh, just because he's going to counter trade me as much as possible. <laughs> can you uh, can you open up that that tweet uh, that I just sent into uh, Zoom chat here? This is a uh, I don't know how legitimate this is, but I want to get your take on this as a trader. This is Andrew Kang uh, tweeting out uh, what could just be great a great viral tweet. Uh, but he tweets out when the market sells off for what seems like no particular reason. And this is after the move from Ether at twenty one hundred dollars, twenty one uh, two thousand one hundred dollars down to like eighteen hundred where we basically are right now. Andrew Kang tweets out when a market sells off for what seems like no particular reason. One can either assume that one, the trend has been exhausted and a larger, longer correction is on the horizon, which is like the call for like a mid year bull trap or two, someone knows something. And then he follows that tweet up with a hash which is basically him in time stamping a secret. Uh, so Brian, I just want to get your take on, on this tweet. There's like this weird shift in price action ever since Ether broke 2000 and Bitcoin broke 30,000 that all of a sudden things just dump now. Oh, so I wanted to get your perspective here. I don't really care. It's too short term. <laughs> like Andrew is trading, you know, millions of dollars on GMX and sometimes he's up millions and sometimes he's down millions and he's trading this crap. And this is absolute, in my mind, the noise and not the signal. Mm. The, sig the signal is what's happening on weekly timeframes and monthly timeframes. Like charts are very valuable. I'm not, I'm on here to talk about charts. This is the chart I care about. Like, when you trade, what's what what time frames are your candles? This one, the weekly time frame, daily and weekly. One week e of time. ETH, ETH to dollars is this weekly? Yeah, when yeah, the market when the market is going like parabolic, yeah, put me on an hourly chart, and I'm gonna like rotate a two x and a shit coin to another shit coin and try to two x that. Like, but when I'm talking about where do I want my work, my value, my worth, and my uh -huh. like allocation. I only care about this. Do I need dollars? Do I need crypto? Do I need hard assets or oil or gold or somebody's dollar milkshake? Like what's the important stuff? And in my mind right now, 
inflation's not under control. Like we may have a deflationary shock, but we're still printing money. We unwound half of the tightening that we did in like two days of crappy bank failures and Federal Reserve failures to control the situation. And they tried to blame crypto because they know that they are totally screwed unless they find a scapegoat. Right. That's my that's my personal opinion. I don't want I mean, First Republic out. bank shares. They just went down like 50% yesterday because they're like, oh yeah, we still suck. <laughs> Silver, like Silvergate and Stargate. Press release. Like, yeah, like whatever, the, whatever all those banks are, like Signature Stargate. and all them. Stargate. Not I want Stargate. to put my money in a big bank fan of Stargate. Stargate. <laughs> well, there's a Stargate. I'm an investor. I'm sorry. I slip 40, Freudian slip. Uh, that's the, that's the layer zero. I know you don't like the naming conflict there, but layer zero and Stargate are a thing. That's a messaging protocol between things. So sorry. I didn't mean to say uh, that. Oh, that's right. Silvergate yeah, and thing, Signature yeah. and, um, Silicon Valley and First Republic, they have all these unsecured deposits over 250 K and they're losing their deposits because people do not trust their money in those institutions. Right. I do trust that my Ethereum is my Ethereum. I trust that my Bitcoin is my Bitcoin. They are, they are worried about that stuff because right. if people lose trust in that, they lose trust in dollar hegemony and all that kind mm -hmm. of crap that Bitcoin maxis talk about for years and years. Right. right. And I think those are real arguments. And when you have periods of fear and concern and you start questioning is a bank run possible? No, as long as it's JP Morgan, and the U.S. just says, we'll keep printing to make it work. That's what they're doing. We will backstop mm -hmm. the biggest banks and, you know, to the rest, you know, <laughs> like the rest can just like, just go suck it up. Right. Like, for, sorry, if you're a bondholder of a midsize bank in South Dakota. Right. Tough luck. Get your money out. Man. Like. Why would you want money in anything but JP Morgan Chase? Damn, Letcher's coming to like slay some people today, man. You're but they, this is the truth is we have fragility <laughs> in our banking system right. and they're all complaining about the fragility of scammers in crypto. They cannot, right. they cannot make that argument about decentralized protocols and products that are built on sound principles. And that's I mean, Bitcoin. We're, and we're 100% aligned on that. I, I know, but that's what that the prices are reflecting it. Right. Okay. That, and that's what I want to want to make that connection is like how that relates to this chart here. But uh, there's a, a ton more that. Uh, yeah. Sorry. About, I'm just. I'm just. That's, no. This is great. This, this is, is my great. fundamental. There, there's some other rant. assets I want to talk to, but we have to. Uh, uh, immediately cut to sponsors to talk about all these uh, ways that immediately, immediately cut to the sponsors that, that make this show. Sorry, possible. you got me fired up, man. Be, you got me, I haven't. <laughs> you are fired up, but I want I want some more of that. And uh, we'll get we'll get right back to some some shit coins uh, right after this. <laughs> Bank of the Nation, we are back with Ledger, who has just uh, spent some spent some hot fire lately, and uh, <laughs> it's been a while since you've uh, been doing some podcast Ledger because you had a, a an emergency. Uh, removal of an appendix. Uh, congratulations on that, I guess. Yeah, is, thank is that you. What you I say for an appendix. Yeah, I found out yesterday it actually had ruptured and I didn't know that. So like, Ooh. not all, I had to, I had to get it all removed and then my, my gut was rotten. So I had a couple weeks in the hospital. 
um, or a couple of weeks with multiple trips to the hospital. And um, right. that's painful. You so still have your David. You still demand have your coming out of letter. I do still, still have, have your appendix. appendix. Yeah. Okay. Congratulations. I'm, I'm gone. No appendix, man. I got. I got oh wow! I'm the only you one. Don't need one on the show right now. You don't need it. I, yes. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to gross y'all out with some of the stuff I learned, but <laughs> not having your appendix is kind of bullish. Like, <laughs> I'm kind of scared to ask why. You don't totally. want to ask any more follow ups. Like, we're going to lose okay. all your listeners. It's an optional right. organ, David. You don't need it. I know okay. that. I'll explain it. I'll explain that. what yeah. I learned later. Okay. Google told me. Chat GPT told me the answer to what an appendix is used for. So we'll talk about Oh, that I know later. what an appendix is used for. What? Uh, it is a store of bacteria in case your colons just get absolutely wrecked from infection. It is a nice little warehouse of bacteria to restore your gut microbiome. Yeah. Have you ever played Oregon Trail? When they uh, die of yeah. dysentery, 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 it's because yeah. they can't coat themselves in good bacteria and then they start consuming bad bacteria again. And mm. so then they're in trouble if they don't have their appendix to serve that function. Wait, so your, now, your appendix is just a side chain we're, we're for going your colon. Down that. Is, that, <laughs> yeah. is that what you're telling me? We're going down Overflow? this rabbit hole. It means if you, if you lose your appendix, it's because you weren't using it very often, which means your bowels do not drain themselves out because you died in Oregon Trail. Uh, so you live in a modern society. In a modern society where you're not completely emptied out, then you don't use your appendix and it gets a little rusty and it can't handle it. And it just overflows with death because it's this not is, being utilized well enough. This is quite possibly the most bearish content. Ever <laughs> ever <laughs> I told you I'm not going there. And then y'all went there. I was interested. Uh, that. I told you I wasn't going to do it. Let this is what you do you. at a bankless meetup with like three beers yeah. in you, not not when you're sober on fact, two o'clock in the guys. afternoon. We're, we're going to get the, the clip team to make a clip out of this and share this on Twitter <laughs> without any context about why we're doing this. Ledger, Somebody said it's in to... a pen dex. This is, this is just decentralized trading content. Nice. Oh nice. my God. I don't know if I want to continue this comment. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's get back to the charts. I sure. Let's do that. Yeah. Can, uh, can I get you to pull up some alt layer ones? Can we look at Solana? Oh, I love Solana. So where relative to what? Solana chart. I, I, I just want you to pull up. Like, I want you to treat I'll this like the a Warjock test, where yeah, like yeah. you look at the chart, the, you look at the shape of the line, and you tell me how you feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna take like, you to. So I don't chest? have Sol ETH, but I have Sol USD and Sol uh -huh. BTC. Okay. So Sol USD, it's like this is what I would call. Um, let me see if I have them. Yep, there we go. Bunch of lines. This is the SBF $3 kind of range bounce. Like that's the, that's like the destiny chart in the worst possible case scenario. They yeah. actually have done some really cool stuff. So what they haven't been able to get into is this kind of bear market range that Solana, like Solana maxis would have loved to be the bottom. Mm -hmm. But then SBF happened and FTX failure happened. And it was like, yeah, LOL. Like, no, these coins are gone because our cost basis is like 11 or 50 cents or, you know, something like that. So we're still totally fine dumping on your face at $10 so that we don't go bankrupt as a firm or as a hedge fund or as a whatever. So it went to 10 bucks and now it's like at 20. Okay. 2X that blah, whatever. 
can it get back into the previous range, the 25 to 50, the one where Solana people don't feel like they're dying? This is mm -hmm. Ethereum $40 or not 40. This is Ethereum like 100 plus and Solana $10 is Ethereum $100 and $8 Solana was Ethereum $80. Ethereum's going back to 15 bucks where it was when it went on Coinbase. I don't think that's going to happen, but this isn't a good chart. It's not a chart where I'm just like, you know what? That's what I want to own. Unless I think it can go from 25 to 50 bucks. And I'll disclose, I do have a little like long, 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 long term Solana, not a meaningful amount, but Solana owned for a long time and didn't sell that portion. If Solana, I asked you to look at like other alt layer ones, would you more or less give me like a similar story? Maybe worse. I think Solana actually has a chance to Ethereum itself. I think the monet monetary principles of Solana are just as bad as Ethereum's were in 2018. Mm -hmm. Like there's still a lot of inflation. There's still a lot of centralization, but like only on Solana is a great narrative. Only possible on Solana, the Solana phone. Um, I'll disclose too, like Tolly, he told me he was going to send me a phone. I haven't gotten it yet, but mm -hmm. his challenge was use it for a week and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And like, I was like, yeah, man, that's awesome. Like if I can do crypto on my phone and get out of the Apple ecosystem of absolute anti-crypto trash, other than maybe Steve Jobs was Satoshi. Um, <laughs> did y'all see that? The white paper on yeah. Mac OS? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I think that's amazing. I think like Solana, if Solana could be like the, the third avenue, right? Like the Bitcoin, the Ethereum, the Solana achieve network right. effects that have power. And then they can like fix the things that are wrong. Ethereum sucked in 2017. Yeah. It was, it was an ICO hosting platform. Yeah. And now you have Aave and you have um, Uniswap. What did it hit? $1.5 trillion of transaction volume. Yeah. That stuff is amazing. Yeah. Like Ethereum is, is money. Ethereum is uh, principally sound, even if chaotic. Um, so you think so it has a chance to be that third yeah uh, thing but but without a and, doubt and you wouldn't would you put any other alternative layer one in the running for that no yeah i agree which ones would i cosmos maybe um, that uh, tech, tech is good a basket of it adam is tech is good the, money is bad yeah and it's also a cathedral solana's kind of a bazaar like the same way that ethereum was you know, it was a little bit cathedrally, like the only who were who was building on it. But now they got thousands of people building on it in a absolutely chaotic way, the way that Ethereum was in twenty eighteen. But what does something like even Solana do against Bitcoin and ETH? Because to the point you, right. in the first part of this episode, you're saying the only two assets it's a two horse race is ETH and Bitcoin. I don't care about anything else at this phase of the market. I don't Blue chip look smash. where it is. Look at what I'm looking at. Sol BTC is not something I want to own. Not right. I'm talking about the fundamental case. This is where I talk about that fundamental and then the trade. The trade is not there for Solana. Mm -hmm. The fundamental case I think might be building, but I don't know, like maybe it's not until it goes down to here, right? It could go to, if you said Solana, Ledger is pointing to something that's like down 60%. Down, down a lot. Terms. I'm not familiar with these numbers here. The ratio of uh, sold to Bitcoin here. That's a 50% yeah. dump relative to Bitcoin. Mm. So if Bitcoin goes to 40 or 50K and Solana stays at 20 bucks. 
We, we got some comments in the chat saying you guys are completely discounting uh, Cardano and Ripple. Yes, <laughs> yes, Absolutely. we are doing that. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll take that one to the grave. I don't have to own it. You don't have to own everything. Yeah. Like, why would you want to own everything? Take concentrated bets and believe in them. And I, I see a world. This is like a banana par parabolic down move relative to Bitcoin. Like that. That that's not. That's not pretty. As in, it accelerates. It's downward, like yeah, it's faster. like it's sloping more right. down the longer you go, and it's not great. Do you it looks think like... that? Do you think that this changes at any point, right? Yeah, like, or when 100%. does this? When does this change? Like, do we have to have the phase? Do we? Will we feel the phase shift of the market? I, okay, so, so you I'm won't just... be first, but you don't have to be last. Okay, so like this is an era you're saying where we've just got. ETH and Bitcoin, they're going to outperform everything. So you don't think it's worth owning anything relative to them. But that will change at some point. 100%. And you and need to, that's when you're ready to take your incredible buying power of Ethereum and Bitcoin and deploy and deploy it. Go down that's, the stack. Go how down will the you spectrum. know? How will you know when it's time? This is a, this is, the, let's go back to principles, right? Of trading. This is a 20 week moving average. It's getting pounded by the top side. The 20 week moving average, which is five months, is an absolute ceiling. It cannot get above a, a four to five month, a quarterly price. Right? Just, like it, just to depict this for the podcast listeners, the Solana chart, the all the candles, the green channel candles, the red channels are going down and to the right. There's a white line above all the candles. And anytime the candle touches and pounds into the ceiling, anytime it touches the white line, it plummets. And, so and that's what, the same thing Bitcoin, like... that's the same thing Bitcoin did from 20K to 3K. Mm -hmm. If let's go, I'm going to go look at it real quick. This is, this is why, this is what I use charts for. And it's taken me some time <laughs> to like, just know you don't have to be there. Okay. This is Bitcoin after it went to $20,000 in 2017. This is that same moving average. It doesn't really matter what you're using, but this just a, uh, a court, imagine it as like a quarterly price almost, or a one third of the year. It couldn't get above that, got slammed by it. 6K, it was sitting at it and it got decimated to a four year average price when it finally broke down. Solana is not even four years old. It doesn't even have the green line. But can when does it, when am I interested? Turn it. Tell me that the price can get above the average price of the last one third or one quarter of a year and show some support. But that takes the way you guys were in Ethereum land in 2017 and 2018 and 2019 believers. It's believers in Solana and Solana has thousands of believers that need to absorb those coins and show that it can bottom relative to Bitcoin. That's not even relative to dollar, right? Like that's relative to Bitcoin. And then I'll say, okay, I will take some precious Bitcoin or some precious Ethereum, and I'm going to put some of it into Solana. I don't care if the price of Solana is $20 or $100. I don't care. I care what it is relative to my current established buying power of the two most powerful assets in the world. That's what I care about. Can I buy 20 Solana or 100 Solana or whatever it is for every ethereum that i deploy into it what i don't know what the ratio is but like if i can as long as the trend has flipped 
then I will earn more relative Ethereum because the price of Solana went up. And then someday, maybe I'm actually going to want to hold Solana even through a bear market. Not all of it. If I have a, I don't know, 100 Solana, I might hold 10 through whatever price it goes to next. And I sold 90% of it with relative buying power and put it away for the home team because I want to like retire someday. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the trading component of this broader fundamental narrative. And you think that what's really important here is this moving average here. This is this a- It's just trend trading. It's just trend saying- Trend trading. Trend trading based on a quarterly chart, a quarterly price average or something-ish, you know, 20 weeks versus 200. One-tenth of the time frame is faster than the four-year time frame. That's all that means, 20 and 200. When do you think that happens? Are you just looking at the charts and watching for kind of the, you know, the yeah. trend to switch? You or do you have, have like a date? You have no idea whether that the happens. Dollar, the dollar version year. of it says it's okay to hold right now. David, you're uh, muted maybe on purpose. Yeah, you're probably good. Uh, this is why we bring Ledger on every six months, because I feel like within six months, you know, we'll be able to, he'll be at some point, I'm just waiting for him to tell me like, oh yeah, bye, 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 bye. It happened three months ago. Well, and I'm it, like, had oh, a, great. it had a chance literally on relative to the dollar, right? In October, in 2022, and then FTX failed and it went to zero. Right. Do you guys want to know why we're dumping right now? Why? why? Uh, here, I'll just send you a tweet, uh, Ledger. Mt. Gox and government wallets have started making transactions. So <laughs> Mt. Gox Bitcoins are on the board. Okay, so it's not my fault. It's, <laughs> it's not your I'm fault. I'm blaming Carpelli's. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if that's actually meaning we're actually being, things are actually being sold into the market or traders are just selling because of fear of it's, others. It's got, it's, I'm sure it's both. But this is where other people can shine. Like they can sit there on the hourly chart. Mount Gox coins will be absorbed. Those are massive W's by people that were into crypto way before us. Right. And even though they lost 80% of their coins, they still like 100x. Like, right. That's the best force hold ever, unless you yeah. sold your claims and like never got them. And by the way, that's where Solana people are now. Right. Like Solana people have their coins locked in FTX and they're selling their claims for 20 cents on the dollar. What if Solana goes to 200 bucks again and at 10 X's and they're crying and they're gone and they're like running a food truck now because they don't believe in crypto. And instead they could have 10 X, they could have 10 X from here. Trading on Kyle Davies. That is, exchange. I'm sure that that's going to hit someone. That's probably someone's specific story of, you know, I don't, I feel bad saying that, but <laughs> there's one guy who heard that and felt personally attacked. Um, can it, can I, I ask you? I've been there, man. Not at the food trucks, but you know, down bad is a, it's, it's how it goes. A rite of passage. Um, yeah. This entire episode on trading and prices, we haven't yet once mentioned macro and like the R word of recession or anything else. Does that factor into your analysis at all? Or are you just like I? It's too much. I can't even it's a lot. factor that into the model, so I just ignore it because I know some kind of crypto traders who are just like I don't pay attention to macro because no one actually knows what's going to happen. What's your take on this? I think we're kind of at an inflection point. If you just look at the dollar, the Dixie relative to other stuff, but all these currencies suck. Um, like the dollar could bounce heavily. It, this actually, if you're just looking at a chart, a chart is a chart is a chart. Josh also, which 2017. Um, and, 
I don't put me on a deserted island. I'll look at the chart and I'll tell you what I'll do. Sometimes I'll be right. Sometimes I'll be wrong. But hopefully 60% of the time I'm right and therefore I win. I'm allowed to be wrong. I'm allowed to get it wrong. I'm allowed to not understand. But I'll look at the chart in isolation and make the call. Lacking fundamentals. My value add is can I look at the fundamentals and then take the same exact strategy and that way I'm not trading like Doge, Pepe, Taco coin. And instead I'm trading Ethereum. Right? Like the easiest win of all time. Pepe coin, zero. Ethereum, not zero. In the future, right. in the long run. Right. I once traded Bed Bath & Beyond and 10 x my money on Bed Bath & Beyond stock. <laughs> Were <laughs> you bullish on fundamentals, sir? Or is this just They a had a billion trade? dollars in the bank at the time. Since then, that was more than the valuation of the stock. They owned their own real estate. And I was like, this store sucks. The, people go here in August when they're about to go to college. And then That's they go the there. I've been to Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> I know. You'll, you'll go again when you have a baby, but it won't be owned by them because it'll be owned by someone that bought the bankruptcy assets for pennies on the dollar. But... The chart is the chart is the chart, and I 10 x my money on Bed to Bath and Beyond, a small amount of money that turned into a reasonable <laughs> amount of money. And I like did nothing but trade that for 2019 because guess what? Crypto wasn't worth trading, and that chart was like, and I was everybody was like, this company's going bankrupt, and I was like, yes, they are, but not yet. And now they're bankrupt. I haven't traded it since it was became a meme stock. Once it became a meme stock, I was definitely no longer interested. But You're I turned a few thousand dollars into a few tens of thousands of dollars doing it. And then I turned a few tens of thousands of dollars into ETHE and GBTC when the market was doing well. And now my IRA is worth a little bit of money. And that's pretty freaking awesome. And it started at like nothing. And that's all I have, I have charts. no further questions. <laughs> yeah, that, this is an honesty episode, right? Where I'm coming out, I'm coming out firing. It's tax protected. Out a, new, a new man. A I won't touch three. it until I'm 65 years old. And it's not like the majority, like I own a home and, you know, I have some, a couple of other available assets. Like it's not going to change my life in the near term. But the fact that you turn something from your first job into, you know, six figures or something like that because you traded Bed Bath & Beyond stock in a tax-protected account is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. All right, well, David, do you have any other questions about charts, prices? Because I want to ask- Oh, not about what charts, doing. no. What are you doing these days, Ledger? So is it like is it like 2019 where crypto is super boring and you got Bitcoin yeah, and ETH, but literally. you're waiting for things to happen, so why trade? So what are you spending your time doing? <sighs> Building. Never been, Building. I'm, I'm biddling. You want, to, you want to pull up flip? What is this? Flip. Flip.xyz. Flip. Okay, so, so th this isn't just um, Brian. I, I want to actually give this take, uh, give this take out there. Um, when sometimes uh, when the charts are not uh, conducive to trades, sometimes when the markets aren't ready, the option to build a company and invest in private markets by building stuff is actually the best ROI on your time. Uh, and so Brian, what are you building these days? Uh, I'm trying to not dox everything, but also show you flip. <laughs> we're releasing, <laughs> um, we're releasing this 
coming week, the best in class OTC trading platform for NFTs. Wait, for, for, first, what what is flip? Flip.xyz. If you go to flip.xyz, let me show it. Up. Yeah, pull yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Sorry. You want to pull up an well, incognito browser? Pull, I'm got, trying to pull up what we're doing. You got next. the screen. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to show you what we're doing next. You've got a next thing after flip.xyz. No, no, no. This is what people see on flip today. Okay. So this is just, you know, JPEGs. Love JPEGs. But this is... Shitcorns with charts, with images. Yeah. Well, not all of them. <laughs> I, I am my pudgy and my pudgy is me. Um, <laughs> but most of these are going to zero, right? Like... <laughs> um, <laughs> But there's like incredible utility in some stuff as well. Like I'm a huge believer in ENS. I absolutely love ENS, own tons of them, own stuff that I think is worth millions of dollars, but nobody else believes it yet. Um, but I'll just sit there and hold it until somebody else decides they want to name their, you know, child after their ENS or like a sports team or whatever is right. going to needs to own that ENS. And there's incredible like profile utility in that. But today, at this moment, you say, you just sold me and I'm going to, you know, go buy these ENS. So we enable trading and sweeping and all the same things that you see on Jim and Genie and Blur or wherever else. And it's, it's pretty darn cool. Um, we also, I can't show you because it'll dox me real bad. Um, but... You know, oh, you can, it'll dox your wallet. I see. So you, yeah. You, so you I have I have six yeah, you, wallets. I have six wallets connected to my Flip account because right. we have multi wallet, multi device, hardware wallet, hot wallet, mobile wallet, rainbow wallet, Coinbase wallet, MetaMask, all connected to your Flip account, and you can view an aggregated view of your portfolio. Right. You can sweep and shop and transfer between all of those. It's a incredible all-in-one solution for nfts that also has this like really impressive market data for any collection that you're interested in who's involved who are the top holders what are they doing what's the trait of these collections Ledger, and, this is awesome man what's the team yeah. size behind like what do you guys who's building uh, this? It, we're very small there's That's impressive um yeah we're a sub 10 person team and um pretty good yeah, and it's 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 really cool. Like you can go search for, you know, dictionary words and I wanna buy a top five thousand word and you can go find out what those ENR ENS words are or like here you go. Wow, can we can we determine what the top one thousand words are as valued by ENS names? Yeah. Humans now finally can figure out what half the best one hundred words are. Yeah, half an ETH. You can buy either.eth for 0.85 ETH, and you can buy it on Flip. It's a top 1,000 word, 5,000 word. It's a dictionary word. And then when you go to buy it, you can... Um, <laughs> I don't know what this is. Let's go to... I love how we're just buying words now and not even thinking about it. <laughs> it's domains. People... We've been doing this for a while. Yeah, Dude, this right. is... Thank, thank you. This is literally domains. So I can buy this or... I've never had it phrased like that. Uh, David.eth, is that a thing? Yeah, yeah, Dave. Yeah, he's in. Uh, he's in Dave Dow. Shout out to the Dave Dow Telegram. At least I know a few of you guys are in here. Okay. By the way, if you are listening to this and your name is Dave, no, and you are not here's in the, the Dave show. Dow here's Telegram. The show. 
then you need to DM me right now. <laughs> so you so, can get into the Dave Dow Telegram. The owner what, of Dave Dow, of Dave.eth, is in the Dave Dow Telegram. I don't know what that chill was about, but what I just did <laughs> is I followed, I followed David.eth on Flip. So I can also put it in a I want to buy folder or I can add new folders. And then I say, if it ever goes for sale, if it ever gets listed, canceled, transferred, and then also for ENS, show me renewal and expiration events. We'll send you a mobile notification that something happened with David.eth. So if your name is David and you want to own this, then you are not very smart if you're not subscribed to what's happening here. Yeah. We, we show a history where somebody paid 32.8 ETH for this and they've held it since. Uh, six ETH back in, in whenever this was, March 2020. And you can go look at that and say, oh, that was on OpenSea. They have paid their royalties. So like we're, we're very much in the royalty conversation. We want to be opinionated about that. If I go to latest live sales. Can we move on from David.eth? Because I, I have uh, just PTSD from not purchasing David.eth. Yeah, that's fine. Walmart this is it. just the <laughs> NFT market. So in the last minute, People have been trading. Wait, can we on. go to Ryan.eth? What was the last price for Ryan.eth? Was it above or below David.eth? It's got to be above. Let's above. Get the fuck out of here. It's got to be Let's above. get the fuck out of here. Ryan.eth. Let's see if we can it, find it as an asset, not as somebody's domain. He doesn't have Ryan.eth in, in this same thing. Because we're trying to search for it by, uh, I need to search for it somewhere else. But I'll, oh, interesting. we'll solve that battle later. So I don't okay. think he holds Ryan. This is Dottie. awesome. So you think JPEGs are coming back then, Ledger? No. Not, no, <laughs> they're not. How about a new round of JPEGs? <laughs> Why are you building this? Because this is not JPEGs. This is NFT infrastructure. And NFTs uh, are non-fungible tokens on a blockchain. And we are really good at showing what's happening on an Ethereum NFT and an evm compatible nft in the future somebody needs to come give us a lot of money and we'll build this and we'll put it on arbitrum and we'll put it on optimism and we'll put it on avalanche we'll put it on wherever you want to put it that's very expensive to take a blockchain and then put it in a database <laughs> so ethereum later layer one we are presenting the market in a way that we can present hey unpaid paid partial royalties who's what are the average royalties on Blur? What's the market share of Blur and Jim and OpenSea? What's going on with this NFT that I'm following? So the next thing um, I'm trying to show you without doxing myself badly is, uh, I can't do it. Um, this is you can dox yourself, it's okay. I really can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanna be able to show you um, essentially like my feed so what we're releasing next week is I want to make you an offer. Um, so what we have right now is we have some like onboarding stuff and you can look at your, your points and you can get some of that stuff. What we're about to release is I want to make you, uh, let's see if I can do this without getting in trouble. By the way, Ryan, Ryan.eth was bought for 10 ETH four years ago and it has not moved since. All right. And what was David Dottie? 32 ETH, but it was bought in this last bull market. So it's what's your hard uh, to get price discovery on that one? What is your uh, your thing? Trust list. My thing? 
steak. Uh, no, David Hoffman Dottie. Okay, who's that? It's, it's <laughs> you have guy. Any, you don't have your up primary DNS set. Don't I? No, you're called Practical B on ours. You must you not have know. your. You didn't let it expire, did you, David? No, no, no. You go to Bankless.eth if you want. Are these yours? Uh, yeah, that's on me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Punk. So the, we're releasing this next week. So this is our OTC interface. Oh, wow, gonna, that's awesome. I'm going to give you 0.01 ETH for this. That's and a price. That fair price for your CryptoPunk, David. I'm also, okay, I'm also going to give you, <laughs> I'm going to give you a rocker punk and 0.01 ETH. Oh, you can your, give me a bundle. You can bundle up a trade. I can bundle up multi-asset ETH, WEATH, whatever you want. This is not released yet. I'm probably in trouble right now. Um, I'm going to send this to you multi-asset and then i'm going to propose this trade to you i gotta go i'm gonna have to i'd have to go approve a couple things and all that sure sure it will send you a desktop notification that's in kind of a tweet deck type format it's going to send you a mobile notification it's going to have a publicly shareable link that you can just view the trade proposal i'm going to be able to send you a message that says david Definitely do this. <laughs> Accept this offer. <laughs> and I say continue, and I'm going to approve my weath, which is going to pay the royalties for my side. So we're this is positive royalty. It's a it's a trade interface. This is all in our staging development. So I'm I'm going to go away now before I make any like really big mistakes. So I'm going to do all that. Send it to you. And then you're going to choose whether you want to accept that deal or not. And what this does, here's what's cool about this. It's really awesome. It really prevents scamming. Like you think of, this is an approved wallet with an ENS attached to it. They've authenticated on Flip. They have a multi-wallet portfolio on Flip. And they can safely engage in this OTC trade that's built on top of Seaport. It's just not OpenSea and hideous and whatever else. Right, right, but right, we're right. using open technologies to build better interfaces and better tooling. And we're supporting creators that we partner with. And we're looking for creators that want to work with us to be their official OTC platform to enable people following markets to say, I can't follow all this crap, but send me a notification when something cool happens on stuff I own. Beautiful. That's well, what flip is. There that's, you go. That's, that was a great that that it, it's testament to what you're building and also the way that you present it. That not a single person dropped off the stream. We were st in <laughs> after going through all of that, going from charts to to talk about flip. We're still at 650 viewers. Thank Ledger, you. thank you so much for coming on and and helping us walk through this chart and also showing us your your cool spiffy new product. I appreciate it. It's uh, we've been around a while, but honestly, yeah. when there's no market, you're building a product for where you think the market's going to go. And I think JPEGs with uh, altcoins with pictures is really stupid. I think your punk or my pudgy penguin is really cool. I also think ENS is really cool. And I think NFTs are going to be used in incredible ways that we don't understand yet for ticketing and access and membership and gateways and things that actually matter where you need non-fungible tokens, not ERC-20s. But do not hold those JPEGs. Right until now. you buying power right, right now your... you want to hold bitcoin and eth is the message from ledger then you can buy the jpegs later see he gets it oh, it's easy it's so easy when <laughs> you build the like jpeg that. platforms <laughs>
<laughs> and then buy and the wait. JPEGs later. It's master plan. Yeah. Uh, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. Looking at prices today. Ledger, thanks for, thanks for coming on, man. It's great. I love the energy. Thank you um, so much. It's been a real pleasure to be here. Look, we're excited to weather the rest of this bear market with you for however long it goes or however short it is. We don't know. Of course, none of this, Bankless listeners, has been financial advice. Crypto is risky, so are all the tokens. You could definitely lose what you put in, but we are headed west. This is the frontier. It's not for everyone. This hasn't been financial advice, but we're glad you're with us on the Bankless journey. Thanks a lot.